This is WCNO, Palm City, the good news station. Have you read the book of Zephaniah recently? What about Ecclesiastes or Titus? Well, if these books are a little unfamiliar to you, maybe it's because you've never read or studied the entire Bible. Actually, not many Christians have. But you can go through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee and do it every five years. We invite you to join with us in a very delightful and profitable time of studying God's Word right here on this station every weekday. That's Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Monday through Friday on WCNO. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there.
Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. From the beginning of the Word, all the way through the Old Testament, through the New Testament, almost every family that you read about was dysfunctional. I mean, that's why we need grace. Nobody's perfect. That's why I need Jesus. <laughs> so we laid some foundation last week in talking about the things that a family has to be built on. And we talked about that it has to be built on the Lord Jesus Christ, that it has to be built on serving. It has to be built on staying faithful to the house. Come on, how many of you know one of the most important things you'll ever do for your kids is get them in church? I said this to you last week. I have never ceased to be amazed at how many parents... We'll make sure that Junior gets his math done, his science done, and gets his, uh, and gets his homework done every night of the week for school. They won't allow their kids to become dumber than a box of rocks, but they'll never teach their kids how to read the Bible or study the Word of God every night. When we know that studying about God and learning about God is what matters because that's where eternity is. How I many know it's one thing to, have to give your kids a college education so that they can make it good in life, but it's another thing to make sure they get into eternity? And sometimes because of the culture we live in, that our perspective will get shifted or it will get bent. And we really, don't, we really don't sow into the right areas of our children's lives or into our family because we're dealing with what's in front of us all the time. Amen. So this morning I want to talk to you about two things that really destroy a family. We talked last week about some of the things that we build the family on. But I want to talk to you about something that works kind of uh, underneath in family life that really takes away from family and kills really what God has ordained to be holy. Amen? Um, the book, This book written, Ecclesiastes, was written by a man named King Solomon. He's known for writing most of the chapters in the book of Proverbs and a lot of the chapters in the Song of Psalms. And how many know that King Solomon was very well known throughout the Bible for his wisdom? That's what he was famous for. He was very wise. He asked God for wisdom in dealing with the kingdom. And because he had wisdom, he had the wealthiest kingdom ever on the face of the planet. To this day, nobody has ever surpassed the wealth of Solomon. Come on, somebody. I, I, we ain't going to dig into how much wealth he had because we'll be here all day. But let's just say he piled up gold that made Fort Knox look like an anthill. King Solomon gives us this information in the form of parables and or in the form of poetry as you read through Ecclesiastes. And he made this statement in the book of Proverbs. He said, wisdom is the principal thing. Somebody say, wisdom is the principal thing. More than anything else that we need in life, we need wisdom when it comes to dealing with the matters of family, when it comes to dealing with the matters of life. Come on, a, because the family is the basis of life. We kind of established that last week for those of you that weren't here. We established that the family is the basis that God builds everything on in the kingdom. Amen. The family was God's idea. As a matter of fact, that's the reason why you're here, because God wanted to have a family. Hello. Amen. So how many of you know that most every problem that we have can really be tied back to a wisdom problem? And that's especially true when it comes to relationships. 
how we deal with each other, how we interact with each other, how we work with each other. It requires a lot of wisdom if you're not going to step on somebody's toes or hurt somebody or offend somebody or, or do something. Come on, how many know what I'm talking about this morning? Amen? Particularly in family relationships because there's comparison, there's rivalry, there's fussing, there's arguing, there's fighting. How many know it takes a lot of wisdom to be able to function in the family? Amen? Almost every problem that pertains to a family is a wisdom problem. If you got financial issues, how many know that's a wisdom issue? If you got marital issues, how many know that's a wisdom issue? It's, it's usually a wisdom issue. If we're struggling with the kids, it's usually a wisdom issue on how to deal with the kids. Amen? It's a wisdom problem. Whatever problems we face in the majority of our lifetime really become wisdom issues in our life. And that's why really the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. It's the thing that we need to understand. In fact, the Bible says that if you can find wisdom, buy it and don't sell it. Hmm? Sell your house, sell your car, sell your goat, sell whatever you want to, but don't sell wisdom. When you get wisdom, keep wisdom because wisdom will be the most valuable thing to you in your lifetime here on earth. Amen? It was said of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 that he grew in wisdom and in stature, having favor with God and having favor with men. How many know what caused him to have favor was not just the anointing on his life, but it was really that he learned how to walk in wisdom in every situation that pertained to his life. Come on, how many know Jesus was very wise? Amen? Listen, this morning, if you want favor with God and favor with your earthly relationships and favor in your family and favor with your children and favor with grandma and favor with grandpa, you need wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the key to every relationship. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 5. Ecclesiastes 8 5. He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful. And a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. A what man's heart? A wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Everybody shout time. Everybody shout judgment. That word judgment right there literally means that a decision needs to be made. We have to make a choice. A wise man discerns the time or the moment or the season that he is living in, and he discerns when a decision needs to be made for the season that he's living in. Today I want to talk to you about this. It's time to decide if your family matters. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning for the ability to preach and teach. I thank you for the anointing of God in this house. I thank you, God, for your word, that it brings truth and transforms us from the inside out. Lord, give me entrance into every heart of every believer in this house. Lord, if there's anybody in here that does not know you today, I thank you, God, that they hear truth. And Lord, that they are led to the place of victory in you today. Father, we declare these things according to your word, and we do it by faith, God, because of the grace that you have given us. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said, amen. You can be seated. Slap somebody high five and say, it's about time. It's about time. Praise the Lord. You know, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, Paul makes an interesting statement when he's talking about Jesus coming in the flesh. He said, and in the fullness of time. Somebody say the fullness of time. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. In the fullness of time, he sent forth his son. The completion of time. In other words, Jesus couldn't just come any time. He had to show up in the moment of history that he showed up. He had to come in the fullness of time. Somebody say fullness of time. 
Learning to discern the times and the seasons of our life is probably one of the most strategic things that you'll ever do, and it would probably be the most strategic thing you ever do for your family in the life of a believer. Discerning what season you're in, discerning what's going on around you. It's one of the things that's essential if your family is going to matter because you have to know what's up. Hmm? I mean, if you're kept in the dark when it comes to the relationships with your children or you're kept in the dark when it comes in relationships in your marriage, I mean, you're going to have problems in your marriage. You're going to have problems with the kids. Amen? How many of you understand that our individual destiny is tied to the destiny of the family that he has placed us in? We've all been placed in a family. And at some point, your destiny is tied to the relationships, whether they're functional or dysfunctional. I mean, there's a lot of people coming out of family relationships that are dysfunctional adults. Hmm? How many of you have lived long enough to understand that discerning the times and the seasons can be one of the most challenging things for your family? Trying to figure out what they're up to. What do you mean when you said that? I don't know how I feel about you right now. Does this bring back anything? <laughs> Am I helping anybody? <laughs> how many of you have ever been in this season and you go, in, what in the world is going on in my life? What in the world is happening to me right now? God, I just don't understand all this stuff that I... You thought things might have been coming a little bit easier. You might have been a, a little bit farther along the journey than where you are. You've, you've been challenged probably a little bit more than you thought you should be challenged. Amen. I've done that. I've looked at God and said, God, did I mess this up? Did I fail? Did I mean, where did I mess up? Did I miss it? God, where are you? Am I falling behind here? Am I behind the time? Am I ahead of the time? Did I jump out in front of you when I shouldn't have? Amen. How many of you know in the New Testament, how many of the New Testament was written in the Greek? I told you last week I'm not a Greek scholar, but it's interesting because to understand what the Greek says when we really begin to unpack the Word of God. And most of the New Testament was written in the Greek, and the things that more specifically designed in the Greek language, they have a benefit that we don't have in the English language because in the English language we use the same word for a lot of different things. For example, in our language we say, I love you. We just love the word love. We just love to love. We like love. We like the way love makes us feel. Love. Amen. In the English language, we use the word love for everything. Amen. I love my house. I love my dog. I love my motorcycle. I love my wife. I love my kids. Hmm? I love my job. Well, how many know your wife don't look like your dog and she don't act like your job? Come on, somebody. Amen. In the English language, all that stuff kind of sort of goes together because we got one word to describe an emotion that we call love. So we just say, I love ice cream. I love the Lord. And it all just kind of sits there together. We know what we mean when we say it, but it all sounds the same. Amen? I mean, in the Greek language, it's a little bit more specific because it uses words to describe love in different ways. It says there's brotherly love, there's erotic love, there's sacrificial love. They're all different kinds of words when you break it down in the Greek. Same thing when it comes to the Word of God. When you're talking about the Word of God, the Word of God has multiple words in the Greek language. One of them is the word logos. Everybody say logos. Logos is the reasonings of God. When you talk about the logos in the Greek language, it meant the reasoning or the presentation of all that God thinks. It's, it's in the revealed Word. It's the written Word of God. It's revealing God's intentions and, and, and God's heart for mankind. I mean, when you read the Bible, you get God's thoughts on things. You begin to understand what God thinks about things. Come on now. 
Listen, we're in very shallow water right now. Just stay with me. We're going somewhere. I, I just want to laying some groundwork, so stay up with me. Amen. I mean, if you read the Bible, you don't have to you don't have to figure out what God thinks about some things. You can read the Bible and know what God thinks about some things. You might not agree with what God thinks, but you can read about what God thinks and, and get his mind on it. It's it's God's reasoning, it's God's thoughts, it's it's what he believes about things about your life. It's what he believes about you and it's his word. It's his manual to us. Amen. There's another Greek word for the word word. It's called Rhema. Everybody say Rhema. It literally means the breathe the word of God or the things that are inspired at the moment that come alive to you. Amen. It's what creates faith and gives you the ability to, to fight the fight of faith, to believe those things in your life and, and get a hold of a word from God that's for you individually and say, I, I can do this. I can go there. You get a rhema word from God. Come on. Amen. There's another word in the Greek. It's called sperma. It's the word in seed form. It's where we get our word sperm from. It's the seed. It's the word that gets planted in you and begins to grow and come out of you. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. I just love the word of God, don't you? In all three forms. Praise the Lord. I mean, there's another word in the Greek language. It's called time. Everybody shout time. Time is described in two different words in the New Testament. The first word is chronos. C-H-R-O-N-O-S. Chronos. Everybody say chronos. When you look at the word chronos, it literally means the measurable time or time that has a quantitativeness to it. It's quantitative, amen? In other words, it's sequential time. It's, it's the time of order. If you, you look at the word chronos, you can see that we get the words chronological from chronos. It's chronological time and, or the word chronic. How I many know if you've got a chronic disease, it's a disease that's killing you over time? It's a measurable time in your life. In other words, Christmas is just one day on the calendar out of 365 days, but the whole year is chronological. It's chronos time. It's a, it's a marked time. Is everybody all right? The other word that the Greek has for the word time is kairos, and it literally means an opportune time. Somebody say opportune time. It's a moment. It's something that pops up in your life. It, it really has no real measurement. In other words, every Kairos moment, you don't know if it's going to last for an hour. You don't know if it's going to last for a week. You don't know if it's going to last for a minute. You don't know if your Kairos moment is going to be a year. It's a moment in time that's for you. It's an opportunity. It's an opportune time. One of the things that we have to understand, when the Greek language was written, how many of you know that they used a lot of pictures and paintings and they used a lot of Greek mythology? As a matter of fact, everything in the Greek language had a god or an idol or a statue assigned to it. They used those idols or, or those myth, mythology Greek gods to describe what they were talking about. And how many know that Kronos was literally one of the Greek gods? He was from Mount Olympias, and, and, and Kronos had a child, and the child's name was, was Kairos. Kronos and Kairos. You had big time and little time. I'm big time. He's little time. He's opportune time. I'm chronological time. I'm sequential time. Literally, when these pictures were drawn of these Greek gods, Kronos and Kairos were both seen to have wings on them which meant that they fly. So when you saw a picture of Kronos or you saw a picture of Kairos, they had wings because it was a message that was sent to the Greek people that time flies. Hmm? Come on, I'm being honest with you. That's the message that they want us. Time flies by. How many of you realize, how many of you live long enough and you realize that time flies by? Come on, amen. When you were 10 years old, when you were 5 years old and you, and you lived 5 years, then that was a long time. But when you were 10 years old, you doubled your time. Uh, so a year gets shorter and shorter every year that you live. Come on, I mean, come on, are you with me? Amen. 
if you're one years old and then you're two years old, then one year is half your life. But if you're 80 years old, one year ain't very much of your life. It's one eightieth of your life. Time flies. All you got to do, uh, come on now. All you got to do is go look in the mirror tomorrow and then look in the mirror again next year. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hmm? And in the midst of this, they begin to reveal the fact that, the, that, that time flies and something, and, and something that you need to get a hold of. In fact, when they drew the picture of both of them, they had hair on their head and the hair was growing out of their forehead. They didn't have no hair on the back of their head. And there was a picture of it that when time flew by, you better grab it on the way in because on the way out, there's nothing to grab a hold of. It'll go by that quick. You got to catch it when it was coming or there'd be nothing to get a hold of when it went by. So you had to learn to discern the time that was coming to your life. You had to look for the opportunity. One of my favorite quotes in the world is from a guy named Leonard Ravenhill. And he said this, and I've said this to you before, but that the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized within the lifetime of the opportunity because all opportunities come and go, and they never represent themselves. You may get another opportunity that's similar, but that specific opportunity will be gone. It's gone in time. How many recognize that there's been some opportunities in the chronological years of your life, and you didn't recognize them until it was too late, until they went by? Come on, some of y'all might have been married to somebody else. Come on, one day your kids were just little babies, and the next day they're getting married. And then they got babies of their own. Time goes by. Time is fleeting. Sometimes it's too late to teach a lesson to a child because the child ain't a child no more and you didn't discern the proper time when you were supposed to teach your child the lesson. Now that your child's 23 years old, they don't have time for you. Listen, this stuff is throughout the entire Bible because in the element of faith, timing becomes an issue that really reflects people's walk of confidence. If you're going to have confidence in your life, you've got to be able to discern the time. Otherwise, you're going to be insecure about everything. You don't know whether you're coming or going, up or down. You become emotional. Let me just tell you a few things about time. First of all, God put time on the earth. It was His invention. It was God that put time here, and He made time part of the human experience. That means because your family is encompassed in time, change will always be going on in your family. There's chronological time and there's kairos time that takes place in your family every moment of every day. When you leave here, time will have passed. This opportunity that you have in service this morning will never present itself again in this time. Time will go. I mean, a time was God's idea. Your family is going to age. Your family is going to get older. We pass things from generation to generation to generation. That's how God uses time. Amen? And I mean, there's a lot of change over the years that comes. The Bible says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. How many know if there was a beginning, then there had to be a starting point? The literal interpretation of that in the Hebrew is God in the beginning. In other words, God created time. God started time. He invented the clock. He, he put the earth in orbit around the sun. He said, okay, I'm going to put 24 hours on that thing. Every time it spins around, it's going to go around here 365 times. I'm going to put 60 minutes in an hour and 66 seconds in a minute. God invented it. God invented it. Come on, amen. He had the starting point, the starting point of it. And the other thing is, is that God exists outside of time. He's not bound by time, amen? He put time into an earthly realm, and he did that by saying, in the beginning, hallelujah, there's the starting place. And I mean, if there's a starting place, then there's a finishing place. Jesus comes along, and the Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, things that start and things that stop. 
Come on, amen. There's a beginning and an end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. That's what the Bible says about Jesus. He encompasses all the time of our lives. There are time frames in your life that you have to discern because you don't last forever. Uh, not in this form. Your eternity is outside of time. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or simply make a love gift, you can call 772 461 8555. That number again is 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, service times, and directions, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. This has been The Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Baumgartner, and I'm your host, Bob Tarvis. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. 
Our line of ADA-compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com, as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.